Welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Today I talk with Leonard Porkchop Zimmerman. Leonard is an artist and graphic designer with Ware Stewart in Augusta, Georgia. He's also the subject of a documentary called Happy, a small film with a big smile, which is the story of dealing with loss and starting over. We talk about how the documentary came about, working through depression, and more, all right after this. I want to thank our friends over at Jack Prince for sponsoring this episode. Whatever you need printed, they can do it. Do you need stickers? Jack Prince can do it. Do you need t-shirts? Jack Prince can do it. Embroidered hats, business cards, banners. Jack Prince can do it. They make great stuff at a great price. Jack Prince makes great affordable stuff for designers like you and I. They focus on quality and customer service, and have been loyal Creative South sponsors for years. Why not pick them next time you need stickers, banners, or pocket notebooks printed? Right now, Jack Prince is giving you 25% off plus free shipping on orders over $49 when you use the promo code NEWYEAR2017A at checkout. Visit Jack Prince for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. We've gone through and streamlined the Creative South Podcast Patreon page, cleaning out the excess and making it easier for you to support us. With options starting at just $1 per month, you can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South Podcast swag. Every dollar helps cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else, Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts. So please help support the podcast and become a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. So, um, you want to just dive right in and we'll get everything on there and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up since five twenty this morning when my, um, son, one of my sons, um, I have twin seven year olds, um, wow. woke up telling us <laughs> that his foot felt funny, which basically meant he had just slept on it and it was completely like asleep. <laughs> and then yeah and then crawled in bed with us and so i've been up ever since then <laughs> uh, I, so. i've been i've been up since i don't know i've been uh, i think i got up at eight and then said no not not right now satan not right now and then i think i got back up at nine <laughs> but the, speaking of foot falling asleep the worst is when you you're sitting and there needs to be a word for this but when you're sitting on the toilet and you're doing your facebook and then you're legs fall asleep oh, God, and then when yeah. you stand up and you yeah yeah you yeah, about yeah. kill yourself <laughs> yeah because ain't nothing ain't nothing from from the knees down working <laughs> <laughs> didn't that happen in like uh one of the lethal weapon movies where i think it did actually i know um, it did i just can't remember which one um, just, um, yeah murtaugh sat on the toilet and then noticed there was a bomb written on the toilet paper so he couldn't get up and his legs were dead <laughs> I think we just came up with the name. Just call it the Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> oh. So. oh, and cheers to the coffee. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get this kicked off uh, officially. <laughs> I'm leaving I'm all this part in too. 
<laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a good um, it, it's it's good crash course into into my life. So it's it's too entertaining. It's too entertaining to cut out. So, um, Leonard, thank you for joining me and uh, talking off with oh, as you drop off. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thanks for joining me. No, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for thanks for putting up with my schedule being all wacky jacky. Hey, you know you're so. a busy man promoting uh, promoting your documentary and or uh, or do you consider it your documentary or do you consider it a documentary about you or a little uh, bit of both? Well, you know it's 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 strange because when it was pitched to me, when it was pitched to me, it was originally going to be a a a documentary short that was going to be like less than 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. I mean it could have been 30 minutes, 15 minutes. And and um and then when Michael McKinley the director um kept coming to town and and meeting people and interviewing people, he realized that there was a lot more to the story and so um it ended up being an hour and 17 minutes. And I originally I remember originally asking him I'm, I was like can we can we do this without me in it? And, um, <laughs> and, uh, he said no. So, so it's, it it's, is a, it's actually, it is a little tough to, uh, since the story revolves entirely around you. I know, but other people can say it, <laughs> but, but, but it was, it, so, so the, having a movie, cause it is, it's my life story up, up until right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's very, um, it's very honest. And also it's, um, I I had the first right of refusal when um when when it was finished and sure. I could say if anything needed to be removed or if anything was presented inaccurately and and after the the first viewing of it which I saw it 4 days before it premiered in Augusta mm-hmm. which didn't leave much time for changing anything <laughs> but I think but he set I, it up but, that way on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Well, but after I saw it I was just like, dude, you 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 kind of nailed it. And then there was stuff that sure. people said that I would not have said, you know, especially like um the way that, you know, some of the happy stuff gets paid for. I um and also because if – and I, now I'm saying it and this is one of the things I wasn't going to say. But it's just the, the, a, a lot of stuff comes out of pocket. But I don't mind because seeing people smile is, is so worth it. You know? Sure. And, and also being a, a single male with no kids at my age, sometimes you – and also being an artist that um, you know I, I – I, Anyway, it's it's not like it hurts. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll just put it that way. Sure. And that, that was nice and vague-ish. So. But um, did I answer your question? <laughs> I, I or, don't even remember what the question was. So <laughs> okay, was good. good that, that was that's actually funny because during um what there needs to be a super cut in the movie of me asking, did I answer your question? What was the question? And um, um line. But you know, it's it, the line thing's a joke because usually every, all the interviews were were one one take. Um, really? Because well, they. It's, I mean, it's more know, natural it, that way. I I, I definitely well, can it, understand that. Yeah, and um um, there was one question that kept popping up that every time they asked me, it um it uh, kind of broke me down, and I was never able to answer until the the last the last interview on the last day. They asked me the question and um. 
see, I don't know how much of this stuff I should say because I don't want to give stuff away. But it, the, the 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 documentary revolves around the Happy Project, which is sure. um, or the Happy Campaign, and it's buttons and stickers and billboards and T-shirts and stuff that pretty much just gets distributed out into into the world, and, and especially like it, in the holidays, there there always is. Um, oh. Well, you can see this because you're on Skype, but mm-hmm. wait, where's the camera? There we, there we go. Uh, buttons and anyway, that's the Hanukkah happy button. But I, I, I do all the all, <laughs> the Hanukkah all, happy button with the Santa hat. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and also it's Houndstooth, no, it, which it, is kind of know, Scottish. <laughs> about half of my family is Jewish, and they all celebrate Christmas as well. So that like would be the perfect happy button. <laughs> well, then I'll need to I'll need to send some to you. Right. So, but um. Yeah, the, one, the, one of the questions that always kept popping up was um, what would – and also the way all this came about was um, I had a partner who passed away 10 years ago and the story is about um, starting over basically and with your, with your entire life. And because 10 years ago, I basically had a hard reset and I, I um, had to start my life over and I moved back to Augusta. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that doing so saved my life, but it also kind of forced me to reinvent myself and re, you know, reestablish what's important and put my life back in, put things in my life back into perspective. Well, I think so, that's one of those themes that I, I noticed in the documentary is a- after Brian passed, you kind of lost yourself and didn't know who you were without him. I, and that's and because I, it's like it's like I had built my life around him, and then when he was removed, there was just a big hole that didn't make any sense. And then I, I there was a time where I I did cave in on myself, and I didn't even like I would go to the grocery store, and I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to buy because mm-hmm. I was always concerned about his diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then it got to the point too where I wasn't doing laundry, and I was so depressed that I didn't want to do laundry, but I would go out and buy more socks. <laughs> so I had, I had so many socks, and then I started doing that with um, plates. I wouldn't go buy, you know, more Fiesta wear, but I would go buy, you know, paper plates and and, and plastic utensils because I wouldn't have to wash them. Mm-hmm. Just and so, yeah, that was that was that was. Severe depression and just not knowing how to deal with anything. So, but so I gotta ask because one of the themes throughout the movie, it, it sounds like you very much still deal with depression. I, um, I, I, I mean, do. not like on a constant basis where it ebbs and flows. It's not crippling. It's not crippling, but I still have you know. And also, it's like, but it's, it's interesting because like I just recently moved, and to me, moving is a traumatic experience because you're. You're just you have to deal with you know you got to pack uh, up all your memories and figure out how to reallocate them at a, in a exactly place. exactly but now that I'm on the other side now that I'm in my new apartment it's like I feel like this tremendous weight has been lifted off of me but but you know back to the 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 grief and depression stuff um, like even yesterday I was driving down the road and I turned down this this one road and I felt like it was almost like a, a flashback to being in 2005 mm-hmm. in Decatur, Georgia. And it was just this road suddenly just looked like somewhere it was. And then I, I pulled off the side of the road. I got emotional and cried for a minute. And then I was just like, it's okay. It's okay. And mm-hmm. then I just 
got back on the road and went back about my business. But it's, you know, when you lose somebody who means, and I know, I know when I was going through this initially, I never thought that anybody ever else had lost somebody, which is a total narrow way of looking at things. And so I felt like all the things I was dealing with was brand new. Mm-hmm. Well, it was to me, but then when you realize that so many other people have experienced this and then, you know, if you can talk or share stories with them or and them with you, then you, you realize that this is, you know, something that we can all get through together and you can learn from the other people and their stories and how they, they, they got through. And that was actually one of the reasons I agreed to do the movie is because I figured if, if the crap that I had lived through and how I had gotten through it. I made it through the wilderness. Um, God, I just <laughs> – sorry, Madonna. Anyway, um, uh, but I, I figured that if if the stuff I had been through and my story could help anybody, then it was totally worth it to share it. Sure. And um, and I have to add that it was it was not my idea to make a movie about myself. Um, it, someone had seen a, a TEDx talk that I had done about the whole happy campaign and that that's and me getting out of my comfort zone with that is what opened the door to them making a movie. And I, my initial answer to, you know, when they presented it to me, it was pretty much kind of, no, I don't think so. Um, but then, um, I, I agreed. So, mm. well, so let's, let's back up a little bit and, and okay. we'll do the brief synopsis of how we got there. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, grow up a relatively normal childhood from what I saw, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you know, kids playing and the, aside from your odd little, and I'd say that in a good way, um, <laughs> obsession with, uh, rearranging Christmas lights and <laughs> hey, you know, it's, 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 it, it was December. What's a kid supposed to do? They trickle. Sure. Yeah, this is true. Um, and then you end up going, you were always kind of into art. You end up going to SCAD, um, mm-hmm. which is Savannah College of Art and Design, for those who don't know. Um, yeah. and, and, and and before that, I went to a uh, fine arts magnet school here in Augusta that um, I didn't think I was going to get into. And um, if it wasn't for Beverly Barnhart, the principal, and mm-hmm. one of my art teachers, uh, Roseanne Stutz, I would not have even remained at um, Davidson or gotten into SCAD. So mm-hmm. it's all, it's just a, it's, it's, I've had fantastic people in my life who have um, cared about seeing me go further. So yeah. I, I have to tip my hat and give credit to them. So I didn't learn about SCAD till after I had uh, gone through my freshman year of college. And cause I went, I went to most of high school in Kentucky and then my senior year of high school is when my family moved to the Augusta area. And I mean, we were on Evans, but not that that really matters. Um, so the suburbs. <laughs> Cocoa County. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, had I known of SCAD when I was a or lack of applying to colleges out of laziness, I probably would have applied there instead of you know, my feeble application to Augusta college at the, what is it now? Augusta university. I guess the university, they have a great logo now. Yeah. I wonder who did that. 
Oh, by the way, I work at Ware Stewart. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Just had to drop that in. <laughs> Good. That gets me off. That actually got me off my tangent. That was making no sense. Oh no! You no no tangent tangent. <laughs> no, all no, you no. like. Tan- <laughs> But, um, you can throw in a perpendicular bisector if you like. It's all good. Yeah. So you 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 go. To, you, you, <laughs> wow, math jokes. <laughs> I know, and you thought I was just obtuse. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> dad math jokes. <laughs> I'm full of them. <laughs> so so you end up at SCAD. You go through there, and then you somehow end up in Atlanta area. Um, I started dating somebody and after a year and a half, they were like, you're coming here. I'm going there. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'm going there. So, yeah. So, and, and that somebody was Brian who, that was, was totally kind Brian. of where the starting point of <laughs> everything comes yep. through. Um, and then you lead your life with Brian. Brian gets sick. Um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you tell this story, <laughs> this bit of the story and. Well, I, 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 as as far as I mean, and also to bring the graphic design back into this, I sure. I graduated SCAD as as um, cum laude da da as as we say, because I didn't know that I didn't know that graduating with honors was even a thing. Because so I was a smart just, artist. I'm a smartest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Anyway, but um, maybe if ass was in the middle, a smart ass artist. Anyway, um, do you have to bleep that out? Nope. Okay, you can good. say whatever you want. All right. Um, uh, I won't take advantage of that. Um, but but so I graduated with honors and then um, went to. So after Brian, we started dating in like '98. So mm. that's a long time ago. But um, uh, I decided that I, I had been – and this all kind of ties back around. But I, I had I'd been taking jobs because of the pay. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and that's, that's good if that's all you're interested in. But I, I, I've, I've discovered that the more money you make usually means the crappier work you're doing or the, 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 the more corporate infrastructure that you have to put up with. Sure. And – and believe me, there's nothing wrong with having good benefits and and, and getting a good paycheck. But yeah, if health insurance is nice, yeah, it's very nice. I'm 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 very lucky to have that right now. <laughs> um, but um, that was one of the the things I I was I was making decisions based off of money, mm-hmm. and um, which led me to Atlanta, and I was making a lot of money um, and not really doing much design, mm-hmm. which which so but. Um, Anyway, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, the whole yeah. yeah. So, so uh, the the so the the plot lines. Um, so after after being in Atlanta for several years, you know, had a house that, that I was renting. And it was um, five acres in Decatur, oh, wow. but it was also shared with which it and it was in the middle of the hood. So what was cool and it was but it, there was another house which was our landlord's house. So so two houses on five acres five acres of land surrounded by trees. And so as soon as you left the driveway, you realized that you were, you know, and, and, but there, it was, it was interesting. I call it the hood, but it was, um, some low income housing, but then some great mid century modern houses. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it. so if you went, if you went to the, to the right, it was all mid century. If you went to the left, it was all low income, but you know, it was, it was never, it was never, it's, 
I loved it there. It was mm. awesome. So we would decorate the house at Christmas and at Halloween and all that. And then um, 2005, he started getting really sick mm. and um, getting these headaches and uh, found out um, it was cryptococcal meningitis. And if I'm not... <sighs> If I'm not mincing my definitions and words, it was a fungal version, which was very difficult to get rid of. And the medication that he, so he was in the hospital for 10 weeks and, um, and that was, and, um, he was sick and he was sick at Chris, he was sick at this time, um, um, in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, in 2006, he went in the hospital for 10 weeks and passed away. They said that he was the 1% that didn't respond to the only medication at the time that there was. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's um, May 19th is about when I felt like my life had stopped too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then um, I spent about the next year and a half um trying to hold myself together and going through all my money, uh, lost the house, lost the job. Uh, I had to move back to Augusta, which, mm-hmm. um, was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. It did not seem like it at the time, no, but I when imagine. I moved back, yeah. But when I moved back to Augusta, <laughs> I joked that I was, I, I decided I would live my life as an artist. And after six months, all my, um, all my uh, money from uh, unemployment ran out and I had to get a job. So, you <laughs> uh, know, hello, real world. And uh, that's when I started work at Phoenix Printing and met I worked Daniel at Phoenix Stewart. Printing for a while. Really? Yeah, when I was in college. It's a small world yeah. after all. <laughs> I, and I, I noticed that when it was in the documentary. I was like, hey, I worked there in college. I did the binding for club car crap. Upstairs. Ah. <laughs> well, that's cool because um, because and it, I, I tell you, at, at the time, and this is this is Phoenix Printing is a good commercial printer, mm-hmm. and and the the my my bosses there and everything it, it, but I needed a job that was autopilot. I had been you know art directing and doing graphic design and all that for years. The last mm. place I worked at in Atlanta was basically a sweatshop for Home Depot. They were the only client. Sure. So you had 150 people all doing circulars and stuff for the next three months of Home Depot's advertising. So that's what we did. Now, is that in, in company ba- still around? Because I know Home Depot has taken the vast majority of their stuff in-house now. Um, I got laid off from there. So, um, and I, I knew as soon as I got called in that meeting, what was happening. And some people were like, why are we here? I'm like, we're getting laid off, honey. They're letting us go. Yeah. (laughs) So, so when you lost your job there, it wasn't because of the depression. You just happened to lose. I, I think they were, I, they, um, one of my bosses actually was trying to get me, um, to see a therapist because he could tell. I wasn't right. Right. Every everybody there knew that I was I was way off off. So I think it was a kindness that um when, when they when they picked the people to lay off, they had you know one black person, one old person, one one redhead, one gay. That was me. Um, and then all the so so when you went yeah, in did there, you fit you, the gay and the white guy? <laughs> yeah. So I get, and the bearded. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So, but it was, it was interesting because they, they did it smart. You could not say that they, they have in any way, you know, um, 
you know, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't discriminatory. A, exactly. That's and and I have to say that about that company is they they oh had the best health insurance there too. But um, <laughs> it just it was it was yeah they they did it the right way so that no fingers could be pointed and. Um, I remember spending the rest of that day that I got laid off. I went to little five points and sat on a bench and watched birds. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sad, <laughs> but you know that's. But and at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do. But I had a lot of money in savings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which um, after a year and a half, you had burned through. Yeah, yeah. But um, so so where does that lead us now? Oh, so you, Phoenix printing. So yeah. I came back to Augusta. And the, the nice thing about Phoenix printing, it was eight hours a day, and I was on autopilot. You could sit me down, and I could do whatever anybody sat in front of me. Were know. you just pretty much doing pre-press at that point? Um, I, was, I was designing business cards and flyers sure. and, and really, you know, and, uh, and that's also when, when I realized that nobody gave two shits about what, what, what my degrees were or how much experience I had if – if somebody came in and wanted their business card and all cap script um, in white letters on a black background, that's you, what they got. No yep. matter, and, it is, and it's just like this is awful. No, this is what I want. It's awful, but it's what I want. Okay, well, I tried <laughs> to give you better, and and then and then that was that actually was um, was kind of broke my spirit some as far as the graphic design, and I, I decided that. Yeah, and because you know, you you want them to have something nice. You want it to be appealing and attractive. Because you know, graphic design is communication, but also it, it you you can convey so much more with your your you know sophistication or or show a, a certain level of taste. And then when you're dealing with someone with no taste, like <laughs> like like fruit stripe gum after five minutes, no taste. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um. I decided that maybe I would – I was rethinking what I could do and I was like, maybe I'll just go into education. Maybe I can go get some – you know, maybe I can go get another degree and teach college or – because I don't mm-hmm. want to teach kids because kids don't care. And if I'm trying to teach kids who don't care, then that's going to – that's going to be the same thing I'm in right now where sure. when you're dealing with people who don't care, then – you know. So. Yeah, and that, that's pretty demoralizing. So you know, yeah. when you're already in a demoralized state. To and, add, add but, that onto it, is yeah, tough. and 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 yeah, because I, I and I do call me moving back the hard reboot because it reset everything from from the people I associated with to you know where I lived and and everything. And but it was also nice to to have my hand forced in that way where I had to figure stuff out, and so I started taking. Um, after work, I would take a sketchbook to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And since I had no friends and I didn't know anybody, I had my sketchbook and my pencils and, and, um, I would draw for two, three, four hours. So from five or five thirty, um, I would draw until eight or nine a night. And that was every day, every weekday. And then weekends I would do it too. So that's a lot of coffee. And at that time I also smoked. So it was a lot of coffee and cigarettes, but, um, you know, that's that actually helped me maintain or regain some sanity, which I didn't feel like I had at the time because at that point I was swinging way back and forth on the, you know, but 
there's something to be said about artistic therapy and seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend seeing a therapist if you if you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> but you know, and, second that opinion. Yeah, <laughs> there's 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 no shame in that. No. I, I'm yeah. So. Well, I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed is the fact that you you didn't try to sugarcoat it or hide anything in the documentary as far as you were. I mean, I realize there's editing and, you know, there's a narrative that comes along with that. But it, it, it you were very much open about, you know, dealing well, with was- things and. That was that was one of my things about it. I, I I realized I was given an opportunity, and and there were certain topics that I said I wouldn't talk about, mm-hmm. and 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 what one of them. <laughs> what were they? Well, I, I and since we do touch on it in the movie, because I at the last minute I was just like I feel like I can say X amount, but you know, um, when I was in Atlanta, there was a good deal amount of self-medication that I did. And even after moving back to town, I would still do that every once in a while because that's the only way I knew to deal with stuff. But then seeing a therapist and, and do you and, think it was dealing go, with stuff? I mean, uh, well, I, I know the answer. It. It was not dealing it's, with it's, it. It's, yeah. I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's a way well, to avoid the problems. Yeah. And, and, you know, and while, while there were certain things I could do that I, I had no emotions or, or no, I'm a very emotional person, so if, if I could do something that would turn what, that off. an artist emotional? No, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it um, – but that's – you know, and I even say in the movie that, that recovery is, is ongoing and something I'll be doing for the rest of my life because that's just – yeah, that's, that's the truth. So, so by recovery, do you mean – from the self-medication? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, you know, and, and too, when, when, and I don't say this in a wham, wham, wham for me type thing, but when someone is damaged so deeply mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, a life event or a loss, you know, especially for someone that they felt was their equal in life, that mm-hmm. was going to always be there. They, they, Brian was my happily ever after. Sure. Well, he was up until the point when, um, you know, he passed away and wasn't along on the journey anymore. However, he's, you know, he's irrefutably going to always be part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I think he used irrefutably, right? Anyway. Um, I think so. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he left it. Oh, here's another big word. He left an indelible mark on my life and will always be a part of it. So, um, and, um, like even I have on, on one arm Malone and on the other arm always, so always Malone, but that my therapist was actually proud of me doing that because it was like a way of me, you know, anyway, um, yeah. Um, but, and it's funny, always is a, um, a word that always pops up. That's why, um, I had it tattooed, but, um. Um, you know, you watch Doctor Who? Yeah. Uh, Big fan okay, of Doctor Bad Who. Wolf. Bad Wolf. Which one? Bad that? Wolf. Oh yeah, is yeah, yeah. Okay. My always is my bad wolf. Okay. So that's a word that continually I will see alone, and to me, it's a message, mm-hmm. which I, you know, that could be just being crazy, or or but um, no, it, it's something it gives that me, means something to you, and yeah, it, it connects with you. So that's 
Yeah, I remember being. Uh, I was in. I was in Brooklyn, and um, there was some some uh, graffiti on a wall. Someone had wheat pasted something up, but then they pulled it off, and the only thing that had remained was the word "always." And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 shit like that 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 you know it makes me smile. It makes me remember, and it's it's like a little touchstone for for stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so. Uh, I, yeah, no. So you end up back in Augusta. You're finally you're finally getting help and straightening things out. Um, at, at what point does the whole happy campaign kind of start? And and okay. I, I I guess you know the one thing we haven't really touched on is what the happy campaign is and what it means. So. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's kind of interesting because if you watch the documentary, you do not hear any reference to the happy documentary or the, the happy campaign until 54 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. that's the first time it's addressed however you see it which which to me is is a cool metaphor for for the way it, it works in real life because sure. you will see the buttons on people you'll see the stickers you'll see you'll see it on people's phone cases which i can't show you my phone case because you're um, using your phone yes I, oh, <laughs> I've, but, oh, seen, I've seen your phone here's, case so. here's, here's a go. different one yeah <clears throat> but um but um the um, uh, yeah, we'll just hop right in there. So, um, it, it was election year, um, four years ago. And, um, if anybody who's ever lived through an election year knows election years suck. Yeah. Yeah. We're going through and, one right now. Even uh, oh, though yeah, the, right. even though <laughs> the election's over. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine why you've been trying to tune this one out. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I decided that if I could advertise, uh, well, it was it was like, okay, what do I do? What do? I, oh, I'm a graphic designer. Well, what what do I know? I know how to to share messages, and and then it, then it was like, well, if I was going to condense down one message to to advertise to the world, mm-hmm. if I was just going to put one thing out there in this time of signs on every corner and posters here and and hate there. What would I do? And I was just like, well, you know, smiles are contagious. Um, so maybe I could, maybe I could advertise happiness, you know. And and that's that's in the simplest form. That's what it was. So I made a few posters because I figured, you know, we we do band posters or have done band posters. I'm currently designing stuff for Southern Soul and Song for mm-hmm. um, um, uh, the Morris Museum here at Ware Stewart's. And um, I was just like, okay, I can I can do posters. So I I made some happy posters, and it was just a little smiling yellow robot with his head tilted to the side and a light bulb and the word happy. And I tried to design it so that it didn't look like a designer had designed it. So the kerning slightly off mm-hmm. on purpose and and stuff like that. And then um, I think I put up ten of them, um, or, and and then I noticed like the next day several were gone. Mm-hmm. And 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 I did. My name wasn't on it or anything, because but the the robot was just the robot is something that I do. That's that when I do artwork, it's usually robot based. And so um, I noticed that some of the posters had disappeared, and I'm just like, well, that sucks. I guess people are throwing them away. So <laughs> I'll just make some more, put them up, and I did. And um, and then I saw on social media, like on Facebook, someone had posted a photo of one of the posters in their apartment, and I'm like. 
oh, these people are taking them home. This is cool. So, so then I made more, and then and then I was like, okay, what else? What else can I do? And then I decided buttons. Uh, buttons are easy. Buttons are inexpensive. I, so I, I ordered some buttons, and um, and when the buttons came in, I would just like set them around. Um, you know, I'd go to the coffee shop, set some on the counter, and just leave them here and there. And then, and then the, um, and then I think it was it was Thanksgiving. Um, I guess it was was it the same year? I guess stuff all happened. Or maybe it was anyway. I I I thought billboards, billboards, billboards. I know how to do a billboard. I you know I'm a graphic designer. I can do a billboard. So I contacted um, uh, Stuart Rayburn, who is the billboard guru here in town, mm-hmm. and I asked him if um, you know if he. How much it would cost to put up a happy billboard that wasn't really advertising any product? It was just, and he was like, he he cut me a really really good deal. And then when I realized this thing was taking momentum, was when um, I told somebody about the the billboard deal and I told them how much I paid. They raised more money on their own, contacted him, and I think there was a total of eight billboards put up the first run. Wow. And and that show, I think I put up four, and then some other people paid to have four more put up. And they didn't tell me. They just had it done, which was – I mean I, I remember they told me that. I cried because it was just – that's that's how to me the happy thing works. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it should be free to people. And then – and so any anytime I do buttons or stickers – those are free. They, they'll they'll pop up around town, or or the the stickers you can send me a self addressed stamped envelope. Um, to should I say the PO box address now? Yeah, go for or, it. Uh, to PO box five zero one, like blue jeans, uh, Augusta, Georgia three zero nine zero three. And if you send that to Happy uh, PO box five zero one, Augusta, Georgia three zero nine zero three, I will I'll, send. I'll put that in the show back. notes too. Cool. I appreciate that. And. Um, but with with this past month and the move, as soon as we get done recording this podcast, I'm I'm walking to the mailbox now to check the mail so that I can fulfill some stickers and stuff. But um, yeah, um, but it it just it's just kind of grown organically, and then people wanted T-shirts and and all sorts of stuff, and that was that was something I was really slow on fulfilling just because the thought of. of Getting the money together, the whole logistics of it was something that you know. This the whole happy thing is something I do on the side, and the mm. figuring. But but thanks to Society Six, I now have a Society Six shop where people can order all sorts of stuff. And then any of the the, I'm using air quotes on the word profit, but any profit made goes straight into a PayPal account that I use to pay for stickers and buttons. So it's all, it all I'm all trying cyclical. to get it to pay for itself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but and it. And what's really crazy? So then I did I did a TED talk about this back in 2014, 13, mm-hmm. 14, 13, 14, somewhere 13, 14. Anyway, TED talk. It was um, the first time they did TED talks here in Augusta. TEDx talks. And um, I, 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 people were saying you need to go do you need to you need to sign up for this. You need to do this talk. And I'm like I don't want to talk in front of people. That, that shit scares the crap out of me. And, <laughs> and, and, and then I was just like, well, you know what? They'll never pick me. I'm filling out the paperwork. I'm sending it in. Hey, I uh, filled it out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And they'll never pick me. And then they called me and, and then they I was picked like, me. I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> so, and I, and I, and I joked that when, um, when I was there to give the talk, um, the road divided in front of me to the left and to the right. If I went to the left, I would go into the auditorium and give my talk. If I went to the right, I'd go out the front door and I'd never look back. 
And um, <laughs> I went to the left and gave my talk. And um, it was scary as hell. But, you know, at the feedback from people that this the story has, you know, encouraged them or, or inspired them, that, that makes it all more than worth it. Sure. So uh, – uh, I've I've been realizing that the, the the moments of discomfort of having to get in front of people and talk is actually very small. Um, that's a finite amount of time, but the the benefit that can come from be getting out of your comfort zone, uh, you know, lasts a lot longer. Have you gotten so, more comfortable with talking in front of people? Um. <laughs> well, let me rephrase. I, I, Have you gotten less uncomfortable? <laughs> um, it's, having to do Q and A's like with the movie, cause the documentary, mm. the documentary has been at six film festivals. I've attended four of those and that's mm. just so far. We, the, it's only been in the film festival circuit three months, mm-hmm. I think. So that's, that's still pretty, pretty new. Uh, we did one, um, um, to answer your question though, it has gotten easier. I remember going up in front of, um, a group in Savannah at the Savannah film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one of the times it showed and it was just me doing the Q and a and instead of, you know, wanting to poop my pants in front of everybody, it, it, it actually, it, it was fun. <laughs> it was funny. And I, and I got to joke with people, which, which, you know, humor can really diffuse a, 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 a nervous situation. Yes. So if you can get people to laugh, then, and that's, that's one of the, that's since I learned that I use that, um, as my self-defense. <laughs> that's so, that, that's my uh my defense mechanism as well is to try to be sarcastic and make people laugh so i, I completely yeah. understand that yeah. well the the first interview they did with me for the documentary um um i was so scared to to sit down in front of that damn camera we even put big googly eyes on the camera so that it would be less um scary for kind of like the <laughs> like like these on my shirt right now i'm wearing a cookie monster shirt for those you can't see but um uh, we have a big set of googly eyes that were on the front of the camera. So when you were giving your interview, it looked like you were looking at a Muppet. But, um, <laughs> so I remember my first, <coughs> excuse me, my first interview, um, you know, they, they had the big boom over you and they let me, the, the, well, the, the people who were filming, they called their boom, the dead cat. Cause it looks like that, a big cat. It's an actual, and, yeah. Name, okay. Real well, name for it. Yeah. Then they let me comb the dead cat. So they had a comb. So I got to comb the dead cat <laughs> while I'm sitting in the chair in there. So, and then, and then when they, they said quiet on the set, roll sound, I did this. So I made a fart sound <laughs> into the microphone and the girl with the headsets on just was like, Wah! which was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. So, so a fart diffused the, the first interview. Um, Farts are funny. Well, Yes, farts of potty humor never gets old. No, just ask my seven-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's hilarious. <laughs> it is. Because everybody <laughs> farts sometime. <clears throat> Sorry, R.E.M. All right. Now, now, I'll be sure, now I'll get a cease and desist from both Madonna and R.E.M. on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I think Madonna would be more cool about it than uh, Michael Stipe would. He doesn't seem to have much of a sense of humor. <laughs> um, so, oh, <laughs> he, t- he takes himself a little too seriously sometimes. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I've learned in life is you just you just can't can't take yourself too seriously. If you take yourself seriously, then you're just setting yourself up for a fall. 
So, so, and then if you fall, you can always stand up and say, I meant to do that. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going back to, you know, finishing up, how, how did Michael, the director of the documentary find out about you? How, how did that come about? I mean, I, I know there was the TEDx talk. Yeah, we, we were friends on social media okay. and, um, on, on Instagram and then it led to Facebook. Um, and if you want to see me on Instagram, it's easy. I'm Pantone 811, which of course is fluorescent orange. Mm -hmm. So it's the more magenta orange and not the yellow orange. But anyway, I digress. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I had shared after the video, um, the TEDx talk became available online. I shared a link to it and he watched it and not to, not to put words or anything in his mouth, but he said that it, um, it deeply moved him because the whole, um, I, I feel in my life at this point that yeah, you should, you need to be extremely transparent. Sure. And, um, and especially when it comes to stuff like this, you know, there's no reason or no need to make up anything or embellish anything. It's just, it is what it is. And it's not always pretty. And, um, he said that he was deeply moved and he remembered um, one morning he woke up uh, while he was um, – he, he's an interior designer. So this was his first movie and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that every artist should be given their chance to do what they want to do. And so I, I, I figured I had nothing to lose when he, he said that he had heard a voice say to him that someone should make this movie – or he said to himself, someone should make this movie. And then he heard a voice that said, you should. <laughs> and he took that seriously. And, um, and, and the rest is history. So, but that's, yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's a big departure to go from interior design to documentary filmmaker. <clears throat> yeah. He had, um, he did have some, some, um, video and, um, filming stuff to his credit. So it wasn't, and he had, he had had an online, um, are they vlogs, video blogs, mm -hmm. vlog. Okay. Uh, webinar is such an awful word. Just had yeah. to say that. Um, I, I agree with you though. I don't think yeah. vlog is much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Vlogging Molly anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, so he had, he had some, 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 cred but um i just when he when he pitched it to me and and also one of the things he said you know i it, i it, it's probably strange for you to try to trust your story to a complete stranger but i we had been seeing into each other's lives mm -hmm. through social media so i didn't feel like he was a complete stranger but that's you know that was especially Several years ago in social media, it seemed like you could really get to know people and see more into their life. And now these days, it's more duck lips and and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, I, I keep seeing everybody's uh, whatever health shake they're trying to sell through. <laughs> I have I have unfollowed so many friends just because of that. Uh, well, <laughs> so I can't I stand it. <laughs> I, um, I, I luckily have not seen what you're talking about, but again, <laughs> I, I also, um, like on Facebook, I, after this election season, I, so many people's stuff does not pop up in my feed. 
I think that's one of the things that keeps me a happy person. Uh, yeah, so, I, I have um, I've hidden many uh, folk for yeah. Like I, I don't I don't care who you voted for. I mean, I do, but <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. You know, if you made the choice, but when you're if you're an asshole about it on either side, exactly. No, that, I'm, that's I'm right when there I, with you. That's when I have an issue. Because, you know, yeah, and I'm not going to go into politics, but but both sides are smearing untruths about the other sides. Yes. And 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 uh, I think that's very uncool. Yes. So. So anyway, yes. that, and that's I, our discussion on politics. I, I think that's a good place <laughs> to leave that one. <laughs> so I, I think Forrest Gump said it best when he said, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Um, I think that's yeah, that's a good way to segue. Um, so, you know, since the movie, I, I think the general theme of the movie is, ironically, not about happiness. It's about working through depression. Yeah, it's 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 it really is a movie about. Um, oops, oops! There went the. Oh, oops. Hey. <laughs> um, can you hear me still? I can still hear you. Okay, good. Um, it's a movie about basically it's it's about dealing with loss and starting over, but but also it's 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 also that you know just because you suffer a setback doesn't mean you have to crumple up and die. And I'm a firm believer in if you're upset, be upset uh-huh. and 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 go through that. My I remember. I had two therapists who wanted to put me on antidepressants, and I'm like, if I don't feel this, then I'm not going to get over it. At least that was my take. And so, so I'm, you know, I was one of the happily or unhappily unmedicated for a while, but then I I knew what I was feeling, and I, I felt like if I'm supposed to feel this, then I need to feel this. Sure. So, well, so I know for me, like I deal with depression and anxiety, and I'm on antidepressants, and but that was because I got to a point where that was all I felt. Yeah, and then, and, and, then, and, and, that's and I totally, couldn't move yeah. through, and you know, it's been a lot of playing with medicines, trying to find the right one, and yeah. you know, it 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 was affecting my family life with you know, and then not that it still doesn't in some way, or form or fashion, but yeah. it it makes it more manageable. Um, and that was one of the things they, they said, can you do your everyday normal things feeling this? And I'm like, yes, I can. And that was one of the things is, is that it didn't get in the way of my normal life. And you know, I would, I would go through spells, but and don't get me wrong. I was on antidepressants for a while way back because mm-hmm. I needed it. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I couldn't even, I, I wouldn't even get out of bed. Well, yeah. And, and, and for me, that's my goal is, and that that's my therapist's goal as well is to not keep me on them forever, but almost there for lack of a better word, they're a crutch to get you through until you can get through on your own. Um, but you, you mentioned, you know, now I forgot what I was, where I was going with that. I lost my train I'm of sorry. thought. I'm sorry. No, it's not you. I lost my train of thought in the middle of me saying something. Um, <laughs> Oh, you mentioned, you know, you were you were still able to get through your normal life. And I, that's one of those things that even I mean, I'm sure on your worst days, you like everybody else, everybody has a bad day where you just don't want to get off the sofa <laughs> and you just want to veg in front of the TV and do nothing. Um, and I, I've even walked in to work before and I've been like, fuck all y'all. 
<laughs> I've oh, wanted to say that. Face, I've want, I've, the... I have worked at places where I've wanted to say that. Um, I don't know that but I've ever usually, said it. Usually on my bad days, I'll sit at my desk and I won't speak to anybody. And even and one of, one of, I, have, I have two bosses, Daniel and Alex. And um, last week, Daniel pulled me aside and he and I, you know, I, I love both my bosses. And I don't think I know many people who can actually say that and be real about it. But he pulled me aside and he just he was like, you know, we're just concerned because you're acting, you know, is everything okay? Is the move getting to you? I'm like, dude. And 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 honestly, the move really I was last week at just uh, probably November last week was probably the worst months I've dealt with in recent history in sure. and probably the past couple of years. And but him just pulling me aside and asking me just it made everything okay because he understood, and you know, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. But but yeah, but talking about you know, days where I usually try to keep my mouth shut, but usually if I'm quiet, that throws people because well, you've heard me talking today. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> like a motor mouth. I'm you know I'm the male Laurel like Gilmore. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I what, you know where I was going with that was even through that you your level of productivity is seems to be amazing. I, I mean, I'm not there on a day to day basis, but I, I try, um, you know, I, I try to lose myself in, in, in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there was a, there was a time, especially painting when I was, when I was figuring it out, I would, um, and I'm sorry, I've got to name drop some names right now, but sure. it's like when, when I would draw, I would listen to Sam Phillips, the female Sam Phillips, not the guy Sam Phillips, who um, we were lucky enough to, to score two of her songs for the documentary, which mm. is just insane. But but she had an album called A Boot and a Shoe, and it was dealing with her divorce, separation and divorce from T-Bone Burnett, who was mm. her husband. And, um, and so after Brian died, that album, those songs – took on a complete, they, they meant something to me. And so that's what I would draw to. Um, I was going somewhere with that. And I think I derailed my own train just then, but, <laughs> but so, so as far as productivity, I would always be listening to music to keep me going. And then when it was time to paint, you know, it would be like everything but the girl, Pet Shop Boys, um, Depeche Mode, Underworld, just boom, 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 stuff like that mm. to, to keep the energy going. So when I was figuring stuff out through art, I was prolific, so prolific. And now it's, it's gotten a lot more. It takes a lot more to be able to get me to paint. I just had three new paintings, um, show up, uh, for a show that opened this past Friday. And it mm-hmm. was, um, uh, for the seed show is just part of the West of which is where Jason Craig works. Um, name drop. And, uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I only was able to complete three paintings and I'd hoped to do several more, but you know, moving and all this, but, but life got in the way. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, like in November there were, there were three film festivals in November and I was only able to go to one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was one in, um, Carboro, North Carolina and one in, I always butcher the name of that place, but one, um, not witchy watchy because that's in Florida. Wiki wacky. Anyway, uh, anyway, there's another one that I, I I wasn't able to go to, but um, there's now with the movie and and 
and my full time job and and just the graphic the, the and I, I don't do freelance graphic design but I will I am I have no problem painting or anything freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to me it's a conflict of interest to do any graphic design that's not worth stored. And sure. and also also it's nice to be able to say that because if someone asks me then I can easily decline and but there's I have usually have so many irons in the fire and now I'm, I'm a, um, I think I can say this I'm I'm doing two murals. Um, at the Unisys building, which um, is um, has just come to town, uh, like in the past year or so, mm-hmm. and, and and at work we just finished phase two of doing graphic design murals inside, and now I'm doing painted murals with with the artist friend Jay Jacobs. He's he's helping me nail those down, and it's just there's so much going on, and it seems like, but you know, idle hands. If if I, I have to keep me busy to keep me out of trouble or to keep me from, from being depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, busy, busy. Do you, Did I answer the question? <laughs> kind of. So do you okay. think that that prolific level of doing stuff and all that keeps you from being depressed or helps you avoid? I think it helps me process the depression. Okay. Cause, That's, cause I can, yeah. I can. And what's really weird is like, um, I've drawn stuff in my sketchbooks and showed them to my therapist and they've been able to point stuff out where I have, I've already like they, one of my therapists said, well, I think you're ready to date again. And I'm like, why do you say that? They said, well, and there was an illustration I had done where it was a robot sitting on top of a wedding cake and Mm -hmm. he was the groom and the, the other person was not there, which in my case would have been another robot groom, but, but there weren't even footprints. And and they said you're you're just showing you now. You're, and and then I looked through other illustrations, and it, I was not showing the person who was. There was a sense of someone missing, but I wasn't even showing any you know residual bit of them being there, which I had already always done up to a point. I'd always found a way to include the person who wasn't there. So, so that so, uh, but. Uh, since you mentioned that that's something I was curious about is do you feel like you're at a point where you're ready to have not even a relationship, but to date again? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in, in this, well, let me, not to hurt let me, any, not, not to hurt the feelings of anybody who's listening to this and think they have a chance and it's nothing <laughs> against anybody. It's, it's my life is so crazy right now that I think it would be extremely unfair to someone to try to date someone because I would not be able to give them the attention that they deserve. Sure. And that's, that's being super real. But, um, is that something you want for yourself in the future? Yeah, who doesn't? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would, that's... I, honestly, I would like to, I would, I would like to be married at some point. Um, well, you one know, step at and, a time, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and 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 to you're to still a southern the, boy. Let's do this in the right process. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I can find a mail order groom from somebody somewhere in Russia. Can I'm sure. That? I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> Though, from from my understanding of how the internet works, most of them come from Thailand. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, whole other discussion <laughs> yeah i just thought of something that i really can't say but <laughs> now i want to know <laughs> uh, inquiring minds want to know yeah <laughs> anyway so 
Well, I mean, because that is, I, I can't even process, you know, the loss of, I, I and knock on wood, I don't ever have to process that. And I hope that. you never have to. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I can't imagine losing my wife. I, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I, I realize at the time that Brian passed away, marriage wasn't legal for, wasn't a legal option for you. No, but from 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 seeing the thing and see y'all were married in your hearts and and to be and since you um i still yeah, wear I, the I, ring I you noticed. gave me i, I, um, I noticed and that that was part <laughs> of the reason i wanted to ask is because i noticed yeah. you were still wearing the ring and all. and i didn't wear it for a long time uh, i think it was uh, i think i think 2013 i finally took it off and then um because I was wearing both his and mine because when, when he went into the hospital, he gave me his ring and he said – and we were the same size. And mm. he's like, um, I don't want this to get lost while I'm in here. And I said, I will give it back to you as soon as you get out. Sure. And, and so then I wore it with mine for years. Um, but um, a couple of years ago – or la- la- I think it was last year, I just I, – I wanted a ring back on. And so um, – I grabbed it and anyway, so yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's not like me. I'm going to play therapist here. Do you think that's a defense mechanism? Nah, because, um, because guys seem to be attracted to married guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I haven't, (laughs) yeah. Um, I haven't experienced um, that. So, okay. Well, um, that or I'm just completely oblivious to it. So, (laughs) well, and, 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 and speaking of that, um, and I, I appreciate the, the 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 ability to speak as freely as, as you're allowing here, but you know, um, it's funny. Um, us gay guys usually have this thing called gaydar, and it allows us to ding 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 boing sense another uh, another gay person within you know a, a, a ten yard radius sure. or, or something like that. And um, I don't. Mine sucks. Really? And and I've been told that um, I was just being hit on and stuff like good. that. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, you know, and, and I, I think part of it is I'm just, yeah, I'm mostly oblivious, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> well, that doesn't mean your gator is not good. That just means you're walking through a cloud <laughs> <laughs> walking on sunshine. Whoa. I almost All right. There's that. another cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Let's we can afford, I'm sure can... we can afford the rights to that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's, it, but I, I think there's um, there, I think if it's if it's being recited in an editorial fashion, you don't have to get the rights to it because we have in the in the documentary um, this one friend of mine being interviewed busts out into rapper's delight. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. <laughs> you also have a time limit. It's like you get like ten or fifteen seconds too, where it's yeah. you can. And, uh, and I think we were probably right on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, where we were going with that. <laughs> um, no, I don't know, but here we are. <laughs> yes. So, you know, since we're kind of getting close to our time as it is. Um, wow, this has gone fast. It has. And it's been fun. <laughs> um, you know, wh- with let me start off with what what does the future hold for the happy documentary? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, right now, we um, are waiting to hear back 
from 35 more film festivals that we've entered into. Only 35? Um, well, we're only, but there, there'll be more entered later, <laughs> sure. but currently, oh, or, uh, that's, <laughs> Sarcasm. that was a joke. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, so right now, 35. And uh, um, one of the things that I was told last night is one of the things that seems to be working against us is um, that the documentary is straightforward and deals with a, it, it does get dark in the middle, but that it ends on such a high happy note that, that it being such a positive thing, it seems like most people or most film festivals are looking for the darker, more sinister or, or things that make you go, Hmm, when you walk out, you're like, what did I just watch? And, and this <laughs> documentary is, is not like that. It wraps things up nicely where it's, <laughs> Uh, you know, with a freaking parade. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I thought but, it was refreshing. <laughs> yeah, and see, and that's and and it's it's interesting too because the people that have seen this, the inner the the feedback I've gotten from from audience members is that um, you know, they they feel inspired, they feel, you know, they feel touched by this, you know, and that like so many people just. Life coaches have latched onto this movie because apparently I go through seven stages of something that that um, that I didn't even know I went through. But really? it's because um, I guess in life coaching, there's you know for starting over, there there are seven things a person has to go through, and uh-huh. um, apparently I do them in the movie, which is interesting. So I have you know. I, Oh my God, the sweetest guy. When I was um, when I was at the Chelsea Film Festival in in, in New York, oops, headphone just fell up. Um, <laughs> when I was at the um, Chelsea Film Festival, I'll just turn it over my ear. There we go. I was at the Chelsea Film Festival, and um, um, this life coach came up to me and just started asking me questions, and then couldn't stop crying. And it just it's it's amazing how how this movie touches people. So I, to answer your question, currently we're, um, we're waiting to hear back from, we're under consideration for 35 more film festivals. Uh-huh. Um, and we, we should hear back from eight of those in December. And then the rest will be in January, February, March. Gotcha. Um, so, so that's where we're at. And then we are currently working with getting distribution. Okay. Um, I, I can't say any more than that, but um, because I don't want to say something incorrectly, but we are working with people who are working to get us distribution. Um, so that means that actual real DVDs can be made. And um, there has been talks. I, I, there hasn't been, as far as I know, there hasn't been specific talk with Netflix, but that is looking like a definite, that would be so fucking cool. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's, that. Is, is looking like um, a definite possibility of a route. But like I said, I don't know that anyone has spoken to Netflix or Netflix has spoken to us, but we are looking that as a way to definitely take this because it's, it's totally Netflix material. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so and that would, yeah. But, there um, and Amazon prime and yeah. So, so those, those kind of immediate access points. Um, so yeah. And does Google do something? Probably. Uh, Google Plus is evil. 
Anyway. Um, <clears throat> well, they <sorry>. don't now. <laughs> Are they gone now? No, no, no. You just said Google um, <laughs> what, after what you just said. They... <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We'll no, I was, dating, I was dating a photographer in New York, and he, 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 um, he had said something about um, <sighs> aluminum foil or something or some – I, I might have just made that 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 up. It might not have been. Anyway, he said something about some product. Oh, I think it was marshmallows, and someone. Uh, I think one of his um, his agent was just like, "You can't say that because you know they could potentially be your client." And he's like, "But they suck." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't want them as a client? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. so. So well, you, this has been fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got a couple more questions for you. Oh, okay. Right, so, <laughs> so as far as the happy campaign, what's the future hold for that? Um, and um, I'm going to be super honest right here. Um, I've been behind for the past month or two, and I plan on catching back up on that. But I had kind of thought, um. After this latest election, it kind of shut me down, and I was just like, "I'm. I think I will let happy quietly die by the year end, year's end." And then, um, when I went in to work the day after the election, the first thing in my Twitter feed was a photo of a happy button, and it said, "Now more than ever, we need happy, and it's a choice you can make." And I was just like, "Okay, well." <laughs> Seems kind of um, so. I think I'm kind of galvanized to keep um, pushing keep forward. It going. And and um, yeah, we um, I, I have an idea for um, um, a new happy sticker. Uh, I think I'll go ahead and say it right here. But in January, if everything goes as planned, I'm going to be releasing a gold happy sticker that instead of saying happy, it says dream. Um, I just thought that say. Um, that's something I've been wanting to do and I've been holding on to it. And probably later today I will order those since I've now said that and put that into, into the world. But I try to do a different happy sticker every once in a while. And mm. I think the last time we did one differently was, um, last January after David Bowie passed away mm. and I did a happy sticker that said inspire. And, um, it, because he was such an inspiration to people. And then, um, yeah, so, so I, I just see it keep keeping on rolling, and also um, there's there's a uh, it's it's interesting. There's a town in um, Virginia called Hopewell, mm-hmm. and Hopewell has their own happy campaign, and it's Happy and Hopewell. And um, I was hoping I had a Happy and Hopewell something laying around, but I don't think I do. But it's it's neat. This this uh, this lady in Hopewell contacted me and said what we need to do to have our own happy campaign. So I designed her, I, I put in Hopewell on everything and mm-hmm. sent her all the files and they've, they've been doing it for about a year now. So that's, that's really cool. But I just, I would, I personally wouldn't mind seeing more happy billboards in more places. Gotcha. But, and, but you know, that's, yeah, I just, I just see this as keep, keep it on rolling. Gotcha. So so, so, so and, if, if people want to bring billboards to their area and help spread the word of happy, how can they do that? Um, uh, they could work's probably not going to like me doing this, but if, if they, I, I will gladly supply the digital electronic files for any of this, but I can't, I, 
I cannot pay to have these things put up, but I can sure. supply you files for that. So if you if you are a billboard company or know a billboard company and would like to have something happy put up, I can supply with whatever. And I'm Leonard at wherestuart.com. That and I probably shouldn't have given that email address, but that's the one that <laughs> goes ding on my phone whenever email comes in. And usually any other address I can't keep up with. Um, so email address. So um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, and also what, and I will, I will just say this, one of the things about happy and I I don't have big corporate standards for it, but whenever it's, it's always just the happy, it's the robot head and the word or whatever word is switched out on there. And then there's usually a very tiny URL and that's simply so that people can um, find out more information if they want it. But if, if any, if, if any other if it gets put up or sponsored by somebody, usually their sponsorship information, like if they get a run of buttons, goes on the edge. On, on the edge. And nothing ever – it's always just happy. It's it's never happy and somebody else's logo that just I – will, I will kindly decline their offer to assist um, if that's what they want because that's not what it's about because then it suddenly is their – an advertising advertisement you're, for them. You're fine with corporate sponsorships as long as it's just monetary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the right way to do it. So, yeah. So they can email you at Leonard at uh, where Stewart. Yeah. Um, where else can they find I, out more information about happy? Oh, um, make my pork com. That's um <laughs> okay. So I I do have one last question for you. Uh huh. Where the heck did pork chop come from? Brian used to call me pork chop. Why? So <laughs> that we we have our own little reason, but gotcha. um, okay. it was it was it was uh, <laughs> it, but it was it was, it was no, it's cute. It it was it was just, and he would say it with this little little cute voice. So so it, when it came time to um sign my artwork when I moved back to Augusta there was already a Luann Zimmerman mm-hmm. so I couldn't put L Zimmerman and it just seemed it seemed like I needed so pork chop was the you know and also the 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 whole point when I was doing artwork is I never wanted anybody to know it was mine mm-hmm. so if I use a name that's not me and then you know but then that didn't last long people I was about to say, people just me out real fast one. yeah yeah <laughs> And but what was what was really weird is like being like in line at the coffee shop and someone saying that's him, and it's like <laughs> how do they know who I am? But now that there's a movie, people kind of really know who I am. And the movie, the movie, um, you can access through the happy uh, through Make My Pork Chop. You can access the movie through there, or you can go to happydocmovie.com. Gotcha. So so happy documentary doc movie.com because that was the only url we could find that was succinct and short sure. which is not exactly short but it's succinct awesome so, and if people want to stalk you on social media are you available on there um yes and i, I do do this six de- i just said do do i do do <laughs> the six degrees of kevin bacon where i do see how people know me so that i can figure out if i'm gonna but if 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 your profile picture is you with duck lips showing your boobs i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna click Except, damn, I gotta change my Facebook. <laughs> that would be a disturbing image. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. Anyway, sorry. 
I didn't just mean you specifically, but whenever <laughs> I see that, and it's funny because I get two or three of those a day, and it's just like delete, delete, delete. Yeah, I get a lot of those too. I don't understand yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. Eh, no, eh, yeah. <laughs> Red blooded so, American male, but I still don't want to see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a red-blooded American male, and I don't want to ever see that. (laughs) (laughs) But you also like red-blooded American males, so. (laughs) Touche. Oh, I'm not going to be able to check the the comments on on this post on your website because hopefully there won't be any haterade in there. (laughs) I'll be sure to forward them all to you (laughs) just so you can laugh at people. (laughs) Oh, man. And and, and one one bit of advice I'll leave is is to ensure a happy life. Never read the comments. So true. So true. (laughs) Well, we – so we end every podcast by saying go out and hug some necks, which oh, I like that. Yeah. Which is kind of a way of saying, go out, make friends. Don't be a stranger. Um, would you mind taking us out by saying that? Hey, everybody, let's go out and hug some necks. Perfect. Leonard, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Um, this has been a blast. Hopefully I haven't said anything incriminating. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you're, I think you're safe. All right. Good. <laughs> Perfect. All right. right, If you could do me a favor, go out and smile at a stranger today. You can find out more about Leonard on Twitter at Pantone811. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with them. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Creative SO Pod and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative South GA over at CreativeSouth.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit Jack Prince and get 25% off, plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more when you use promo code New Year 2017A at checkout. For a limited time, new Skillshare customers can get their first three months for just 99 cents to get unlimited access to thousands of classes when you sign up at Skillshare.com using promo code CreativeSouth. What are you waiting for? Start learning today. Don't forget to head over to CreativeSouthGA.com right now to pick up your tickets for Creative South in April of 2017. We're looking forward to seeing you there and hugging some necks. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at Patreon.com slash CreativeSouth. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.